Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Well, it's time for another report from Atlanta as we're now joined by uh, our uh, co-pub. Josh McQuistian, who is uh, joining us, and Josh has had a very interesting morning because he got on a plane and he saw someone. He's like, oh, someone's on my plane. Yet it went a lot further than just someone being on your plane. Tell us the story, Josh. Yeah, I, I got to the airport. And I, it did cross my mind because obviously there's several Houston area guys that are playing out here in the five-star challenge, and it crossed my mind that maybe a few of them would be on my flight. And it, one of them that I first saw was Marvin Wilson. And, you know, he being a guy that I knew well, went over and talked to him for a little bit, and we were just kind of shooting the breeze, and he told me, oh, I'm a C-class check-in. I, I was at the end of A, you know, we're flying southwest. And at that time, it crossed my mind that maybe what was going to happen would happen. But I hadn't, I, I thought, sure, it'll work out for him. It'll be okay. So we all board the plane. I'm on a window seat. Everything is going fine. And I see Marvin come in uh, along with uh, 2018 Rivals 250 tight end Mustafa Muhammad, two big guys, get on the plane. And <laughs> you see them kind of craning their neck. And obviously I can't see behind me. I'm in my seat. And you can tell, you can see the disappointment just all over their face. And one of the stewardesses, when Marvin's about two rows in front of me, informs them, guys, nothing but middle seats left, just going to have to pick one and go. Well, Marvin looks right at me, and I kind of pat the seat. I'm like, let's go, buddy. Come on, come sit by me. <laughs> I was not prepared for how much larger Marvin Wilson is than I am. Like, I, I've stood next to him. I, I've shook the guy's hand. I know how big he is, but when you see a six foot four, six foot five, three hundred and twenty pound guy shoved into a Southwest seat, it's truly amazing the level of contortionism going on in his body. Like his knees were everywhere, and it, I, you know, I told I told Tiffany, I actually texted my wife afterward that I now know what she feels like sitting next to me when she has to give up all the space so that I can be comfortable because literally. The notes that I posted on the board were done at an angle where my left arm was kind of turned to the side. It, it was a brutal flight, but I think something that more than I will not soon forget. Wow. That is, uh, I'm just trying to think. I mean, old man Josh knows what happens, like how much of this hurt or helped OU's chances. <laughs> He, he, well, old man Josh, he doesn't even see the future. He just knows the past. So, <laughs> the, and, leave, you know, and the... Leave that stuff up to old man Josh, will you? He it, doesn't it, see you know, the exactly. future. He well, just I mean, knows the past. You know, it can't come from nowhere. Like, I don't just suddenly become old man Josh. Like, I have to have these little pearls, these little glimpses into the future No, what I'm right saying, now, when, so old man, old man Josh. when old man Josh joins us, though, he joins us from the future, so he knows everything that's happened. Exactly. Josh has been there. I remember so he, that he, trip. It was terrible. Exactly. You know, like that, that pearl of wisdom you gave the other day that I don't even, I can't remember what it is now, but it was something I'd never heard before, but I've now added it to my arsenal 
so that someday I can be old man Josh. It, it's back to the future. Like someday I'm going to be looking at the young me having the old man Josh conversation. Josh, so. I have a message for you. <laughs> One day you'll realize that we survived getting older or something. I don't know what's going on. You'll realize that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Step. Oh, man, Josh. You know, I would say teach me your ways, but you literally can't. So it's, I'm just going to have to learn as I go. I will say something I left out of the... Oh, man, Josh, you got to tone it down. The, the best part of the whole Marvin Wilson story that I left out was with about 20 minutes left in the flight, the stewardesses realize Marvin is someone important and start coming up to him. Literally three different stewardesses approached him and were like, I think, aren't you, I heard you're the number one draft pick or something. Like, they had no words for what they were trying to right, ask yeah. him. Yeah. And Marvin, in, you know, anybody that's met Marvin or listened to him, he's a really humble kid. Like, he knows he's good, but he's not arrogant about it. And he's talking and he goes, yeah, well, I'm the number one player in the country. Like, and you can, like, hear him shrugging in his voice. Like, he doesn't know how to say it and not sound like a jerk. And so they're like, oh, you, you, you know, have you picked your school? No, no, you know, I've got some time. And, they're, and you come to reality, they're figuring out he's just a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Well, then everybody's heads explode. He's just 17. He's just a kid, you know. So as we're walking off the plane, again, he was middle seat, I was window, so he's right in front of me. And there's a stewardess talking to a family that was sitting in the front row, and they had it. They were on the connecting flight, so they were just staying on the plane. Well, as we're walking out, she's, like, tapping these people on the shoulder. Look at this boy. Look at this young guy. He's just, he's just a junior in high school. You know, and so it ended up being, like, a little paparazzi kind of moment for Marvin. <laughs> I tried to explain him that's exactly what his life is going to be for the foreseeable future. Now, did, did you do the thing where you awkwardly talk the whole way, or did you just, just shut it down and just kind of sit there for a while? Well, funny, when we were talking before, like while we were waiting in the terminal, we were talking about bad flights we'd been on, and I was like, man, I'm a headphones guy, and I don't want to talk to anybody, and Marvin's like, me too, man. I, I just want to listen to my music. And he was telling me about some bad flights he'd had, and I shared some of mine. And so we got there, and we talked for a couple of minutes, probably about until we took off. And then we both put our headphones in and just kind of did our own thing. And every once in a while we'd laugh about, you know, like I said, I mean, we were, there was no way for Marvin and I not to be touching through the entire flight. As bad as that sounds, there's no other way to say that. So we kind of had to laugh about how silly it was. I'll admit it. One time I did get aroused during the fight. I, I, you're going to do these entirely as old man Josh soon enough. Like that, Carrie will be lost in old man Josh. So, so I guess what you know, people want to know: did uh, did you talk any? Did you get any indication of of where he's going to school? Just from the I flight? literally made it. I made a distinct point not to have that conversation with Marvin. I was like, we're not going to talk about that stuff. I'm going. I'm not going to let him be the poor kid that got trapped next to the recruiting reporter <laughs> and had to talk about this, you know, like, and uh, of course I get here to the rivals conference and there's 50 reporters here, you know, waiting to hear the story. 
And so I'm telling, you know, and everybody's telling me I should have had the, my phone on record just talking to him the whole time. You know, I like got a lot of really colorful it? suggestions. Like, like, but, like secretly recording? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So th- there was, there's definitely some uh, morally ambiguous characters within the Rivals.com network, as I've come to learn. But no, I didn't have the heart to do it to him. I, I couldn't make him talk to me, you know, about that stuff. He's here. We're going to talk to him at least once or twice. So, and he knows we've already had the conversation that he got off free for a few hours, but I'm going to have to hit him <laughs> up soon. So he knows it's coming, but I just, it, it felt, you know, like it's one of those things, like a kid just wanted to fly on the plane and now he's going to have to talk to me for two hours. And I don't know how I feel two hours of an interview. I no, wouldn't even kidding. know where to begin. you got to be a real windbag like me. <laughs> um, I just talk. Uh, okay, so Marvin Wilson, did you guys like? Did you ride the same limo and everything to the hotel? No, no, we actually went separate. There was a uh, the limo, you know, for the players. Then they were set up like right as we got to the gate. See, and here's another interesting aspect that I, I don't think I've shared this part of the story with anyone yet. Um, even Eddie and Joe are unprivy to this information. Oh, I know what you're getting I, ready to say. As we get off the plane, Marvin has to go to the bathroom. Well. I, I wouldn't go so far as to say Marvin and I are friends, but we're definitely, we, we like each other. We get along. Do I wait for him to get out of the bathroom, or do I just go ahead? There was a serious dilemma for me on how to handle that situation, because we obviously had to go to our gate or go to our, uh, get our baggage from claim, and I couldn't make up my mind, so I just went on, and I left Marvin at that point, but he eventually caught me a baggage claim, so I, I don't know how he feels about that. We haven't had that conversation yet. But the there was a true dilemma of if I left him in the bathroom or if I should wait for my quasi friend. There's so many things I could say right now. I know, I know. It was there was a true. There were so many things going through my mind. I did not feel like there was a right decision to be made. I, you know, and the thing I was surprised with how quickly everyone was willing to throw their guy Josh into that middle seat. And I've even discussed the etiquette with Marvin. I said, should I have let you have the window seat? He thought, <laughs> like I did, that it would have been just as awful. He was like, Josh, we'd have been just as uncomfortable. There would have been nothing good about it. So I wanted, for the record, Marvin and I were on the same page how we should handle the middle seat, window seat situation. Well, that sounds like, I mean, that sounds just horrible. It's a good thing it was you <laughs> and not me, though. That's for sure. Oh, like I said, I mean... You can. Uh, I've sat next to big people for bigger guys than me, but nothing like that. That's the biggest person I've ever sat next to, and it was, and you know, and thankfully I knew him. Like it, it, we could laugh about it. Like if it would have just been some big dude from Detroit that I'd never met before, that would have probably sucked more. Well, uh, that is a cool story, and uh, like you said, uh, I'm sure people are still going to be asking you about it all weekend. I did tell Joe earlier. Uh, that I probably should have braced him more for the fact that it looks like he's standing in a room full of tax accountants all all weekend, um, because that's what we kind of look like as recruiting reporter guys. There's a lot of amoeba bodies out there. there. There's no question. There's a lot of floating body parts kind of in this group. There's, there's no question about it. It's not a no, – there's nobody that has to ask who the athletes are and who the reporters are. Really, it should be like a five-star challenge brought to you by Under Armour and 
um, like Munsing wear or something for the reporter people. I almost was thinking like Rockport or something like that, but I mean something Roundtree in York, maybe. Yeah, that's oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that that would totally work. Um, you know, something maybe like what's very, a what's a more dep- there's got to it's got to be a more depressing brand of clothing though. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's see. As a guy who once sold shoes, um, like I said, Rockport's pretty low on my list. Um, oh, you know, what would you not not Colhan, but I mean something like that, like a a very mediocre slip on shoe. Johnston um, and Murphy. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Like we want to look fancy, but we really can't afford and to. We're going to fall apart thing. in six months. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the the soul of this shoe will be gone in like six <laughs> months' time. All right. Well, uh, anything else of interest that you want to throw out there before we get out of here? Uh, you know, just uh, like I said, I think a few things that really stood out to me. Trey Brown, even amongst these guys, physically looks better than I remembered. I, I he looks, you know, like a guy. I had Trey in my head as 5'10"-ish. He looks more like 5'11". He looks the part, uh, and I don't think there's a bigger freak show-looking guy here than Baron Browning. He is, yeah. even amongst all these freaks, he looks like a freak. He's he's just incredible, the way he's put together. And um, But, yeah, I mean, I, it, I couldn't be more excited because there's just a ton of guys here, that even some guys that I don't know at all that look awesome. So it'll be fun, and for me... I think, you know, I don't want to get too much into the preview and stuff, but Marvin Wilson versus Alex Leatherwood tomorrow, they're literally, I mean, that, that that's just pure violence on violence. Like, I can't wait to see it because they are just going to beat the crap out of each other. Um, have you have you had a chance to have Isaiah Pryor stare blankly at you yet? He, he looked at me, and I suddenly felt the need to hit the bathroom and other than that there's been no experience together so it's like when i went to isaiah prior frightened me to a point i don't want to talk about and then i left it's kind of like when i went to star wars when i was seven years old exactly yeah for me it it was poltergeist as a kid so I, i totally get it yeah i'm not over that one yet all right, Josh. Well, I'm glad you survived. Uh, take care of the boys. Uh, don't let Joe get kidnapped by the bums. We've already had had his story about he and Eddie going to the weird restaurant, the the 24 hour restaurant that's close to that hotel that I've been to. And there are. Yes, there I are. actually was sexually propositioned by a, a probably an 80 year old black woman last time I was there. Eddie has a pretty colorful story about a homeless man. Uh, pro- not propositioning him, but definitely asking for a handout last night. I think I gave him... I think I took out my food and gave it to him last time. They probably were pissed, though. <laughs> probably They probably don't need food. They just want money for their beer or their cigarettes. I think say, if you, if you had some bourbon, they probably would have been more on board with you. Well, it's too bad I'm not there. All right, Josh. Uh... I appreciate it, and uh, we will be catching up with you throughout the weekend. And uh, great story, and looking forward to it. Hey, look forward to it. We'll uh, we'll keep catching up, and uh, Eddie has loaded some more videos, so there should be more stuff for people to see momentarily. All right, that's Josh McQuestion. He's at the Five Star Rivals Challenge in Atlanta, and we'll be back again soon with uh, some more updates.